Welcome to another exciting episode of Feasting at the Table with Grace Tom Lawyer. Feasting at the Table is a Bible study program that seeks to apply the truth of God's word to our everyday life. It is a feast and so there's something for everyone. Get ready for a fresh, anointed and timely word from God. You're welcome once again. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Grace and we are continuing our study on Joseph, the surrendered life. Today is part two. Last week when we began this series, we started by walking out and checking out what is the surrendered life? Why do we need to live the surrendered life? And we also looked at Joseph. We looked at who Joseph was. One of the key things we did last week, which I'm just going to recap, is the fact that the surrendered life is a response. It's actually our genuine expression of worship. I mean, if we think about when it comes to surrendering, it means giving all totality as it were rendering all power to another and we looked at Romans chapter 12 from verse 2 we looked at that using the message which was this is a very popular verse especially when it comes to the king james the king james just tells us offer our bodies you know as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is our reasonable service but when we go to the message the message translates it and tells us that let our everyday life let our eating our drinking our talking our working let it be as unto the lord because that is what is true worship and that surrender and then when we looked at um the tpt translation it also mentioned surrender and we began to look at joseph as a prototype of a surrendered life the joseph we're talking about is the joseph that we are talking about in this season of christmas all over the nativity story we have joseph mary and the baby jesus and the bible tells us so much about joseph that i thought it would be good for us to study about him at this time last week we looked at joseph and some of the key points we said last week when we began to look at joseph we started from matthew chapter one it was the genius of Jesus and we see, we look at the different 14 generations and how the fact that Jesus was a descendant from as it were King David and we said that the coming of Jesus was a fulfillment of a promise given one of the things we got from that is that whatever promise that God has given us we should hold on to it because we can trust God we can trust God God can be trusted he can be trusted to keep those things that he has told us about we said that the birth of Jesus was a promise fulfilled we said that when we look at Joseph we see a man who was wholly yielded unto the Lord. Joseph was engaged to Mary. They were not involved in premarital sex. So when it came to the purpose of God being fulfilled through his life, it was easy to do that because the things that were written about, he was already doing them. Because sometimes we're looking for the will of God in one long place, whereas the will of God that is revealed in the word, we are not doing that. And God wants us to do that which has been revealed as it were in the word. And we see Joseph as a man of discipline, we see him as a man of principle. The Bible says he was exposed to Mary. They were not shacking together. They were not living as partners. No, they were waiting to get married before Mary was discovered with a child. And the Bible tells us that although Joseph was a godly man, he wanted to put Mary away secretly. He didn't want it to be an open thing. He didn't want it to be a public disgrace. And one of the key things we said about a surrendered life is that although a surrendered life is godly, a surrendered life is also gracious. It's not legalistic. It's also gracious. And another thing we said about Joseph, a surrendered life, apart from being godly and gracious, being someone who, 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 who is principled, the third thing we said is that the surrender life is a life that is quick in obedience. We found out that immediately 
Joseph was thinking about what he was going to do and the angel appeared to him. One of the things we said was that when the angel said to him, don't be afraid, an angel reassured him and gave him the scriptures. Guess what? Joseph forgot. Uh, Joseph, as it were, decided to leave all that contained his reputation and go ahead with what God had said. And we say, if we're going to live a surrendered life, we have to be people who are yielded to what God's word says to us, yielded to the lines of communication. In the day of Joseph, and as we study the life of Joseph, we see that one of the ways that God communicated to him was through dreams. Almost everything he did, every major decision he had, there were decisions that were communicated by dreams to him. And today, we might be people who might be dreaming and yes there's a place for dreams but there's also a place for the revealed will of god which is in the word of god if any dream we have is contrary to the word of god then that dream should be discarded but the word of god should be taken because the bible says forever oh lord your word is settled in the heaven and that's the way that's the part of life the psalmist says that the word is a lamp unto his feet and a light unto his path that is the path that we're going to follow for going to live a surrendered life a surrendered life is one that is either to open communication communication. It is one that is yielded to the lines of communication. And I would dare to say that it's a surrendered life is a life that is yielded to the word of God, the scriptures. That makes our time for the scriptures because one of the things that happens as we study the scriptures is that there's a cleansing action. One of the things that happens as we study the scriptures, Bible says that we are transformed into the same image of Jesus as we look into the perfect law of liberty from glory to glory. We become as it were more sanctified. We become as it were people who who are becoming like Jesus as we look at the world. So those are the things that will happen in a surrendered life. We're going to live a surrendered life. Then we have to be people who are following that which is known already because sometimes we're trying to do the unknown. Meanwhile, we're not doing about the known. We have to be people who are godly and gracious. We say we have to be people of the word, open to the lines of communication and quick in obedience. Everything that has been revealed to us that we know is God's word. We need to be quick in making sure we do them. And that's where we start stopped um, last week and this week we're going to continue Interestingly, I continued my study, forgetting that Matthew just gives us some glimpses. The Bible says that when when Joseph, um, when Mary eventually gave birth to Joseph, so, so Mary eventually gave birth to Jesus, that Joseph did not even sleep with her until she had given birth to her firstborn son. Another thing we said last week was the surrendered life is a life that is able to exhibit self-control. The Bible says that a man that exhibits self-control is better than a man, as it were, that wins a war, because keeping ourselves and having self-control is a great virtue of the spirit and it's a virtue of a surrendered life that's about five things we've said about the surrendered life and today we're going to be moving on to the next scene in the life of of joseph and we're going to be doing that by looking this time at the second book of the new testament we're going to go to luke because luke tells us some more things more than what matthew did matthew just went on to the next scene but there were some things that luke told us that matthew did not tell us if we turn our bibles this morning this day uh wherever time you are i don't want to say morning because i'm in morning here let's turn our bibles to the book of um luke chapter one and when we begin to read Luke chapter 1, the very first thing we see there is um, Luke saying how he's making a recount of the gospel. And the reason why he's doing that is so that um, Theophilus may know of a certain the things that have been written. And that's the great thing about the word of God is there for our certainty 
And so he talked about from the very first part of Luke chapter one, he talked about Zechariah and Elizabeth, and then went on to talk about how Zechariah had that vision. I'm not going to read all of that. Then went on the visit of Zechariah by angel Gabriel, and that same angel went and spoke to Mary. So we see here, that's another part of the story that concludes, or as it were, complements what we saw in Matthew one, because I believe that in Matthew, uh, Matthew one just tells us about the encounter of Joseph and the angel. But when we look at it in Luke chapter one, we see that there is an encounter here of Mary and the angel bringing it to light again that what Mary was saying to Joseph was the truth. As if she had been visited, this was not just a normal pregnancy. She had been overshadowed by the Holy Ghost and what she had conceived in her, which was the seed of the woman. Hallelujah. That was Jesus. Hallelujah. And so if we go further down, I think we're just going to, I'm going to read, um, Let's just look at the account. So it's Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. So we see Joseph being called here again of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation that this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast Found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I just love to stop there. Let's continue. He says, And then said Mary unto the angel, How can these things be, seeing that I know not a man? And then the angel answered unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee and that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of god and then if we go further down we see angel gabriel telling her about her cousin elizabeth who had been termed barren who everybody had written of as barren had been visited by her cousin had been visited by god and the cousin was pregnant and that's what may um, the angel was saying to mary and if we read further down the story we see mary and the magnificent and she went down and all of that she went down and after all that she went to meet and joseph so we're just going to continue interesting last week i was watching a play that was playing out the thing and played out maybe coming back pregnant and joseph being very confused remember she stayed there for like how many months with her cousin before she returned to her own house and so we're just going to continue reading the story so we've seen here a complementary part of the story that indeed mary was visited by the angel and what she was saying to joseph was the truth and that was the truth that was communicated to joseph when he had a dream and so we're going to just look at we want to look at another aspect of the birth of jesus what happened in the birth of jesus we're using this still looking at the life of joseph a surrendered life the life of joseph a surrendered life so that's luke chapter 2 verse 1 that's where we're going to start from to look at joseph it says and i'm reading from the king james version and it came to pass in those days that they went out a decree from caesar augustus that all the world should be taxed and this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of syria and all went to be tax everyone into his own city and joseph also went up from galilee out of the city of nazareth into judea unto the city of david which is called bethlehem because 
He was of the house and lineage of David. For to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Hallelujah. So we see here Joseph, a surrendered life, being a law-abiding citizen. I love that because the Bible tells us severally how we should obey the authorities. The Bible tells us severally, you know, gives us condition. The only condition we saw in the Bible where the, the apostles, as it were, revolted against the, the, the authorities was when they told those people in Acts chapter 4 that, listen, we'll not stop preaching about this Jesus. We'll rather obey God than men. But child of God, you know that the government are authorities that God has put in place to maintain law and order. If you reach you Romans, you find out, um, I believe Romans chapter 12, if you see that in the message, it tells us that they are God's agents of order and how we should obey them. And we see Joseph here, the prototype of a surrendered man. We see him as someone who is a law-abiding citizen. And it's important for us to see that because, because Joseph obeyed the law, because Joseph was a law-abiding citizen, guess what, child of God? He was at the right place at the right time for the fulfillment of prophecy because he obeyed what was supposed to be done. Guess what, child of God? Guess what happens to him? The Bible says concerning him that he went to be taxed just as they were. They had been charged to, to do so. And guess where he went to? He went to Bethlehem. And do you know, over decades of years ago, I mean, hundreds of years ago, it had been prophesied that Bethlehem is the place where the Messiah would be born. Hallelujah. What if Joseph was the kind of believer who was not interested in obeying the authorities? What if, I mean, he had excuses to do so. After all, he his wife was heavily pregnant. How would they start traveling? The journey was going to be uncomfortable for her. But guess what, child of God? He put aside his inconvenience. And guess what he did? He took himself and his ex-spouse wife, who was heavy with child, and they went all the way to Bethlehem. And because they went to Bethlehem, guess what? There was a fulfillment of prophecy there. So let's just continue. The Bible says, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Oh, we don't like to hear that, but that's the truth. Jesus, the God of glory, when he came, the Bible says that there was no room in the inn. And child of God, I wonder if there is room in the inn for God. Perhaps you're listening to me and you're not a Christian. Guess what? Is there room in your heart for God? Because the Bible says here that Mary had to wrap her son in swaddling clothes. And let's take note that the Bible says they have firstborn son. Why? Making us understand that the birth of Jesus, the conception of Jesus was nothing to do with a human being. This was God manifest in the flesh. Hallelujah. And he had to come in the flesh because he planned to redeem us. It wasn't a plan that, oh, after the devil did this, then God was thinking of what to do. No, the Bible says that before the foundation, before the foundations of the world was laid, Jesus, the lamb of God was slain already. So all of this was in God's being plan. All of this was in God's big idea. And the Bible makes us understand that no abiding citizen like Joseph, a surrendered life was someone who had the prophecies fulfilled. Hallelujah. Now, so we learn from the life of Joseph here that if we're going to live surrendered lives, there must be people who are law-abiding. We must be people who are, you know, we keep to the law. We keep to the things that are maintained in the law. We don't just do things for our, for our convenience. We don't drive our cars without insurance. We don't go driving a car when we don't have insurance. You know, we don't go using an international license when it is out of date. Hallelujah. There are just some things that we would do as it's weird that we show that we are we fear God because child of God, obey your authority it is another way of us actually obeying God because guess what we don't see God as it were to obey but we have authority figures over us we have the government over us 
and the surrendered life, we will say, is one that obeys authority. So let's go further down. And the Bible says here that um, she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Imagine Joseph. I wonder what he was thinking. I know perhaps he might have said in his mind, oh, yeah, but I've just stayed back. Look at all the inconvenience and there's even no room. You know, everywhere was filled up, no reservations, nothing. At the end of the day, guess where they had to stay? They stayed in a manger. That was the state where sheep was kept. This was the son of glory, bringing himself down all to that. And child of God, what I would say is that sometimes we do the right thing, but doing the right thing does not always guarantee the right result. Doing the right thing does not always mean everything will fall to place. It would do so at the long run, but it does not always mean that would immediately happen. Because look at Joseph, the surrendered life, the prototype of a surrendered life that we're looking at. Guess what he has done? He has come all the way. He has inconvenienced himself. Look at Joseph, who has obeyed the law and done everything. He has reached, he has reached the right place. He's done the right thing. But guess what? There's no room in the inn. He further experiences further inconvenience while his wife gives birth and they put it in swaddling clothes, horrible clothes, you know, right in the inn there. That was where the God of glory was born. But it's not about where we started because we see that in the life of Jesus. Jesus started as it were in a manger, but we know that he ended up in glory. Hallelujah. So we see here that even after Jesus was born in that lonely place in the manger, if you read down this chapter 2 we'll find out that the same angels also went to speak to the shepherds to tell them this great thing had happened and we can see that when we look at luke chapter 2 verse 8 the bible says and they went also in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flocks at night I mean, i'm sure we all remember the song and lo the angel of the lord came unto them and the glory of the lord shone round upon them and they were so afraid and the angel said unto them Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will towards men. And it came to pass that as the angels were gone away from them unto heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord had made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the same which was told concerning the child. Hallelujah. You know, it's interesting to find out that what we might be considering as terrible, the fact that Jesus was being wrapped in swaddling clothes in the manger, you know, it looked like the ordinary, it looked like the pitiful ordinary, but guess what, child of God? The Bible says that that was the sign that was given to the shepherds. They were told, listen, for you to know that this thing that I'm talking about is true, you would find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. The good news, as it were, is something that we cannot keep to ourselves. The host of heaven, heaven was excited. They were delighted to see God's plan of salvation. And they couldn't keep the news to themselves. They had to share it with other humans. And guess what? The Bible says that angels appeared to the shepherds who were washing their flock and, and said to them, oh, listen, this is what has happened. And the Bible says that even as the angels said that a host, a heavenly host appeared and they began to praise God. Hallelujah. Currently, I'm studying the book of Ephesians. And it's so great to just look at the great plan of salvation 
salvation. And the Bible just keeps telling us in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, after Paul says things, he says this to the praise of the glory of his grace, the praise of the glory of God's grace. God's grace has brought salvation to us and God is so much interested. All of that is the beautiful work of God, this plan for our redemption and our salvation. That is why Jesus came. And the Bible says here that these shepherds were told, they were charged. And the Bible says, guess what? They went immediately. You know, that was, that, that, those are some of the things in the surrounded life. Immediate obedience. Immediate, let's go and see. There's no need postponing. There's no need saying, okay, later we'll just go and check. No, 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 no. The Bible says, they said, let us go. They went with haste to see. And guess what? They saw what God had said. And guess what? It was a child wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. Child of God, that thing that you're looking at ordinary, that thing you're looking at insignificant, that might be a sign to somebody else. So let's not take anything in our lives as insignificant. Look at what the Bible says. Just even the clothes that Jesus was wrapped in was used as a sign. And the Bible says, and when they got there, they found Mary, they found Joseph, and they found the baby. And when I looked at that, I said, Joseph was an intentional. He was a present father. He was not a father that was not just there. No no, no, no. He was a present foster father of Jesus. He was involved. I wasn't just thinking, who is this child that Mary has brought? No, no, no. He was involved. The Bible says when they got there, they met the three of them and they spoke to them. And I'm sure that the things they said encouraged the heart of Mary and Joseph. They encouraged the heart of Joseph also to know that these things have, that has been said to me in a dream. I wasn't just thinking, oh, this was, it wasn't a multitude of thought. It was God that actually spoke to me. And child of God, you see here that this surrendered life, the part that he had taken, it was confirmed to him by these other people. And if you look to the world. There are principles in the world. You see here that when these people come to tell Joseph and Mary the things that they've experienced, these were not new things. These were things that God had spoken to them already about. You see, the surrender life, someone was saying something that God does not gossip. He doesn't go and tell somebody something about you that he has not told you about. And so the things that people tell us when they say it's coming from God should actually be a confirmation of what we have been told already. Because we see here in the life of Joseph, a surrendered life, he had already been told these things. He had been told already that, listen, this child is from God and this is God in the flesh and all of that. So when the people, the angel, when the, when the shepherds come at night to say that this is what they have heard, it was a confirmation, as it were, of what Joseph had already been told. So we're still looking at the life of Joseph, a surrendered life. We have seen him today as a law-abiding citizen. Yes, irrespective of the inconvenience, he's a law-abiding citizen. There was a decree that was made that people should go to their hometowns to be counted, to be to be counted, and he did go to his hometown to be counted. And because he went to his hometown to be counted, guess what, child of God? There was a fulfillment of prophecy that said that Jesus, the Messiah, would be born in Bethlehem. Because if we, if I, I don't know if you read this story again, but if you read the whole story, the account in Matthew, the account in Luke, you find out that why is that so? The Bible says that when the wise men, so these are some other visitors to Jesus, came to visit Jesus. They erroneously went to the to the to King Herod, thinking that, oh, since it was going to be a king, the king would have been born there. And they found out from Herod. Um, they, they found from they, they found out from Herod that oh the king was in there and they had to go redirect their ways, they were redirected by that by start. I'm going ahead of myself. But you know what the Bible says there concerning them. 
Bible says that so Herod had to call the scribes to say, Oh, where will this um the Messiah be born? Oh, this king be born, and he was told in Bethlehem because that's what had been written in scriptures. So we see here that there was a fulfillment of the promises of God because Joseph was a law abiding citizen, child of God, living a surrendered life. Do you know that there are some things that will happen because you are following the law, because you are doing what you ought to do as a citizen? That's what we see here in the life of Joseph, because Joseph was abiding a law abiding season guess what there was a fulfillment of prophecy right exactly where he was he was at the right place at the right time causing there to be a fulfillment of god's word concerning him concerning the child and child of god sometimes we don't have a fulfillment of this word because we are not as it were following even some earthly laws that we can do what are those things that we can do about what we know already because sometimes we human beings we like to do the mysterious want to want to have one every will of god somewhere meanwhile the will of god where we are is that we should be law abiding citizens it is part of living a surrendered life you know i'm also reminded that i told you i was studying the book of ephesians and the bible says here that when paul was speaking to them he was like i paul an apostle you know from jesus by the will of god he said he's writing to the saints and to the, the, the saints as it were the believers in Ephesus so he talked about what their spiritual position is and you know in Ephesus in Christ and you know he was saying to them listen apart from the fact that you're in Christ you are also in Ephesus so it's not just enough for us to say oh we're believers yes we're believers but guess what we also have earthly moral obligations and it's behold it beholds in our lives that we should do so you know what the Bible says the Bible says that if a man does not take care of his household the Bible says that he's worse than an evil fidel yes i believe that's in the book of timothy but we see here joseph taking care of his household we see here joseph being a law abiding citizen we see here joseph he was present when the shepherds came there joseph was not an absentee mm -hmm. father and as we continue to study his life we'll find out that at different points in the life of jesus joseph appeared joseph was always there he was found there he gave that which god had committed to him he gave it his best and that's what the sender like does he gave it his best he was going to be a foster father to jesus and he made himself a fantastic foster father to jesus he was present hallelujah so let's turn our bibles we're still looking at the surrendered life and we're still looking at the life of joseph as a prototype of the surrendered life the bible says um, so if we go further down i told you that he's a is a present father so still looking at joseph again let's see another thing that joseph did and the bible says uh, uh and all that had it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds so this is luke chapter 2 when verse 19 but mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising god for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them hallelujah and the bible says and when it days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child his name was called jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb and when the days of her purification according to the law of moses were accomplished they brought him to jerusalem to present him unto the lord as it is written in the law of the lord every male that opened the womb shall be called holy unto the lord and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the lord a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons Praise the Lord. I'm going to stop there because there's so much in those verses that I don't want us to miss out. The Bible says here that 
Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. So yes, he was the son of God, but guess what? He didn't flout the laws. It was not just the laws of the land alone that Joseph allowed um, there to be an abiding to him, but even the laws in the tabernacle, even the laws as it were that were abiding him as an Israelite. The, the, the Israelite laws, part of the things that were said, Jesus, if you remember Abraham, part of the covenant, the covenant with Abraham that God had, it was a covenant of circumcision. It was after that circumcision covenant that was done, that was when Isaac, the promised child, was born. And we see here in the life of Jesus that Joseph, his father, was someone who was concerned about the law, concerned about what had been revealed, law abiding, not just to the government, because sometimes we just obey the government. And then when it comes to things that have to do with our church, with the Christian faith, we are not interested. But no, we see a surrounded life here as someone who obeys the law. We see the surrounded life here as someone who does not just obey the laws of the land, but even that which is in the Christian faith, because there's some things that are within our own community, within our church community, within our own personal denomination that we ought to do. And child of God, if we feel that, oh, this denomination or the rules and whatever is there is not something that we're going to be able to keep, then we can as well find somewhere else. We shouldn't be somewhere doing things that will be grieving the leaders. No, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that when we do that, it is not for our profit. That's a verse that always makes me tremble with fear that when we do that, it's not for our profit, you know. It's, 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 it's our own good that we should obey the law. And the Bible says here, where we have read, that not only was Jesus circumcised, guess what? Mary had to do the purification offering. And because she was poor, because she was not a very rich person, the Bible says she presented the two tortillas. There was provision made in the scripture saying, if you cannot afford this, then you can afford that. She presented two tortillas. And guess what? Again, we see the life of Joseph, a present father. We see the life of Joseph, irrespective of whatever could have caused, perhaps the baby had cried all night, oh, why should we take him to the temple? No, 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 no. The Bible makes us understand that they took him to the temple. And when they got to the temple again, guess what? There was further confirmation about what God had told them. Because guess what? When they meet in the temple, they meet two people in the temple. They meet Simon and they meet Anna. Hallelujah. These were two people who were waiting upon the coming of the Lord. Two people who, as it were, had personally heard from God. This is what's going to happen before you depart. And they held on to the promise. Hallelujah. Let's just look at it again so let's go further and see what happens we said that a surrender life is one that is a law abiding citizen and a surrender life is one who would also abide to the laws of the tabernacle and the laws of the christian faith the laws of your denomination depending on what they do if you are going to be there then you need to as it will go with those laws and the bible says and uh, behold this is verse 23 there was a man in jerusalem whose name was simon and the same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of israel and the holy ghost was of upon him and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit unto the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the Lord, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. Hallelujah. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people. And if we continue to read that, he says he's got this salvation. He's a light unto the Gentiles. You know, he's supposed to bring light onto the Gentiles and all of that. But guess what the Bible says that if we look at it carefully again, just look at it carefully because sometimes it's so easy for us to miss all of these little, little points. But let's look at what the Bible says there carefully. The Bible says there concerning 
concerning Mary and Joseph, the Bible says, and they took him. His parents took him. Hallelujah. His parents took him. Let's see where, where it is. His parents took him. I just want to read that place again so that we can see indeed in the life of Joseph that this man was a man who was present in the building up of his child. This man was not, he, he didn't just send, oh, Mary, carry yourself, go to church, go and sort this out. No, the Bible makes us understand that his parents brought him. So Mary was there and Joseph was there. And as they were there, guess what? They met together. Yes, that's verse 27. And he came by the spirit unto the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according after the custom of the law, a surrendered life is a life that would not only do that, which is the custom of the law, do that, the, that surrendered life will encourage his household, will encourage his children. He will bring them up in the way of the Lord. Child of God, when it comes to a surrendered life, it's something that affects our every life. It's not something that we do in secret. It's something that affects our business life. It affects our work life. It affects our family life. We see the surrender of the life of, of Joseph affecting even Jesus. A surrendered life will affect lives around them. A surrendered life will affect lives around them positively. We see Jesus was taken to the temple by his parents. It's not a thing because these days sometimes we find out that men leave most of the responsibility of taking the children, bringing up spiritual things to some women. Very few men as it were you see being involved. But when we look at the life of Joseph, remember he's the prototype of a, of a surrendered life. We find him as one who is concerned. We find him as one who is involved in the spiritual dimension of his child because the bible says they took him his parents brought him to the temple child of god how far are we live in this surrender life how yielded is our life to god is our yielded that even in times of inconvenience we are ready to do that which we know is the right thing to do just because god's word says it just because god's word has encouraged us to be law abiding citizens this is the surrender life it's not something that's going to be lived in the sky and in the in the in the sweet by and by no 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 where we are child of god we can live a surrender life just as the message to us last week said let us take our everyday eating drinking talking you know sitting everything we do let us take it let us bring it to him as a sacrifice bible says that this is a reasonable worship the surrender life is a life that is responding to the grace of god and because this life responds to the grace of god this life is able to carry several things and these things that this life is able to carry is not by their power the bible makes us understand as many that believe him to them we get the power to become the sons of god and to those people have also been given the spirit of the son of god so that as it were, they would be able to coordinate affairs. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So that was Simon, a person who was seen in the temple, and he was seen in the temple because guess what, child of God, he got there at the right time, and Joseph and Mary, the parents of the child, they took him to the temple to do that which was commanded should be done for him. Hallelujah. I think we've run out of time, and this is where we're going to stop today, looking at Joseph, a prototype of the surrender life part two. We have seen that the surrender life is one that is also earthly useful is one that as is where the, the things that the surrendered life has been told to do has been instructed to do as long as they tally with the word of god the surrendered life does it father god we thank you for your word we thank you for joseph that we are looking at we see some things in our life that we need to make adjustment we ask so god that you help us because lord we're interested in living that life that gives you glory lord we're interested in living that life that praises your name father again today we ask that you who 
would have mercy. You would help us, O God, to live a surrendered life and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. We hope you have been blessed by the word of God today. We look forward to seeing you again next time on Feasting at the Table.